Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Candidly Nicole's After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Vivian Adobe. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at VivaciouslyViv. And I'm here with my pop and shot Colin co-host. Introduce Hello. yourselves. I am Brandon Marlowe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. And I'm Jordana Morphin, and you can follow me at Jordana underscore Morphin on Instagram and on Twitter. Okay, so we are, this is four episodes in, we're halfway through the season, and it's kind of changing from the first couple episodes that we recapped for you guys. What do you guys think about the shift going on? Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as last week's, so I'll say that. It was funny, but it's just, I don't know, there was, I think something was missing, or the way she turned it i don't know there's just something missing for me i felt like it was because they weren't trying to accomplish a task mm-hmm. and even though they were trying to write the book it wasn't something that they wanted to get done by the end of the episode and right. everything else has been right so right. it fell a little short for me this week i thought it was funny but i wasn't blown away mm-hmm. no i definitely agree with both of you and even the structure was different because for the past i guess three or four episodes They've been starting with her and doing her stand-up, you know, white background, uh-huh. kind of introducing the episode. But this time, it started right off with Lionel in the kitchen, which is a completely different scene than what we're used to seeing mm-hmm. anyway. And I don't know. You're right. I feel like the episode kind of fell a little flat. I mean, it's still funny because it's Nicole and she's hilarious, but... I don't know. It wasn't the same feeling as the previous episodes. Not even the cast was all there. Yeah. I miss, like, her... I mean, those are her friends, but her friends that she usually brings on, like, Kelly and Jamie. Yeah. You know, it was a little different for me. But it was was fun still. I think it's one of those episodes where it started out as one thing, and mid-episode, they were still trying to figure out where to take it. Because, Mm -hmm, you know, they have to rely on the real people producing the content that's funny and yeah. because it's not scripted they're kind of at the mercy of whoever's on screen mm-hmm. and so for me it felt like there was never a start and finish to it i felt like we were kind of waiting the entire episode and actually we all watch this episode together yeah. sometimes we do sometimes we don't and i think we all said at the same time is it over because it, it yeah. seemed like it was the end was so abrupt yes yeah it was interesting. Also, the topic, how far can you go with that? Because that, you know, to write a book about yourself, right? And you know, it takes a long time. And I feel like the topics they were trying to talk, she didn't really have, like, good topics, you know? Yeah, not the She's, best Yeah, not points. the best talking points yeah, to so, write her memoir. So. so if you guys, you know, missed the beginning part of the episode... The memoir is the whole point of the episode, Nicole Richie by Nicole Richie. She's decided, 34 years in life, she's going to write about her whole life. And Lionel Richie, her dad, 
so <laughs> not down for the cause. He's trying to tell her not to do it. You know, she's a wild child. It'll bring up, you know, bad, horrible memories from her past. Really trying to kill this book deal. What did you guys think about that? Because I was dying. I mean, I would probably do the same because <laughs> knowing him, he's like, oh, she's going to write everything she's done. She's gone to jail. She's going to write bad <laughs> stuff about me because right. obviously, like in the art ep- the episode, oh, yeah. I ruined her life, you know? So he was probably not stoked about that at all. Yeah, because she's so overdramatic. Yeah, she is. Oh, my goodness. But... I mean, I, I just love how she brings her dad into it all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. It's funny. He wasn't having it, but I was. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that she writes one because I think it's a really good insight, mm-hmm. especially now with how accessible fame is for young people right. because social media allows you to be out to everyone all the time. And she didn't have that, and she still succeeded in captivating us and is doing it now, a decade later, after The Simple Life. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think she'd have some really good stories about how it affected her. Right. Or even how to also, you know, graduate from those wild party days Mm -hmm. and still create a wonderful career for yourself while having this reality fame. But, Mm -hmm. like, now when I think about her... I don't necessarily think reality star yeah. off the top, even though that's how she came to be. That's how it, when we were watching the episode, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, if she wrote a book, I would definitely buy it mm-hmm. because like what you said, you know, her transition and now she's like all about fashion. She's a mom. So obviously she's lived like a lot of different, right. you know, she has a lot of different stories, but I feel like she could have brought that more into this episode, you know, definitely. and she didn't do definitely. that. You're right. That's so true mm-hmm. because she focused a lot about her, her high school. Like yeah. in high school, I guess to incorporate other people, but totally didn't hit the mark. Yeah. I think it was funny and telling when she referred to Ernest Hemingway and Brandy Glanville yeah. writing books. <laughs> I think the best part of Nicole Richie writing a potential memoir is she owns everything that she's done. We've said this in almost every recap that we've done that she is true to who she is and right. she even jokes about it saying that she's never told very personal things to anyone besides a judge in a courtroom <laughs> yeah and if she can put that in book form for all of her friends who love after um candidly nicole it would it would sell right and even not just her fans but anyone that's been connected to her she mm-hmm. was a big part of paris hilton's rise to fame and she's kind of in my at least in my opinion doing way better than paris hilton oh definitely but that was the catalyst for the whole the whole kardashians and all these other really big reality stars it started with them too mm-hmm. so to get her perspective and see the change i think you guys are right that would be a really good read but she didn't focus that on that at all <laughs> with this section oh my goodness but actually i had a question for you guys um based off the next scene which is where she's well after she meets her ghostwriter which is ali and then decides to have a like a group date with her girlfriends from high school to figure out what stories she should incorporate into uh, the memoir she didn't realize she was a mean girl and they were all pretty much calling her a mean girl Mm -hmm. what do you all think she would have been like in high school a troublemaker the way they described her is exactly what i was thinking like a little i mean her dad called her a demon child but <laughs> i can totally see that when she was younger she was a rebel but um it's just funny because she sees herself as a prankster mm-hmm. and then but her pranks she would take them too far so everyone else would see her as 
you know, really mean. And yeah. th- I have my best friend is exactly like that. She takes things too far, and people are like, you know, you're Danielle, you're mean when you do these things. But she's, you know, for her, it's just like super funny. Yeah. So I can see her, yeah, being like a total rebel back in the days. I feel like she's exactly the same as what she was then, <laughs> yeah, and more toned down. But for them to describe her. We got to see her essentially in those years if you were mm-hmm. watching Simple Life. So I don't think what they're describing her as is really any different than what we saw. I think no. because of the turn she's taken as a parent yeah. and as a businesswoman, she's so toned down. Mm-hmm. But if we were to go back and watch the first episode of The Simple Life, I think we'd see what they were describing. That yeah. she was a lot of personality all the time. <laughs> a lot of personality. She wanted to have fun. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it went the wrong way but i think we've all been there Mm -hmm. you know it's easy to say she took it too far right but when you have that friend who just wants to have a good time it is nice but you have to be ready for the other side of that is they can take it a little too Mm -hmm. far right and it seems like she wanted to have a good time from the get-go the way lionel was calling her a demon child and her friend what masha Masha. Masha. same thing she was pretty much saying the same exact thing right but like she said she's like well i wasn't mean it was just funny i mean i can see i mean yeah because nothing, that's who she is. Nothing they, de- they described was malicious. Yeah, right. And that, to me, was the big difference between her being a mean girl mm-hmm. and her trying to be funny. And at that age, I mean, we were, we were all there. We mm-hmm. saw you you try and fulfill what people want of you. So if she mm-hmm. went to the max. She was always trying to be funny. She was always trying to do the most outlandish pranks. Yeah. And it kind of backfired in her later years because people see it as not being nice. Right. right. I actually think she was probably more so like how she described herself, how she was funny, hey, Desiree, and, you know, just trying to have a good time with the people around her. But another thing, too, is that Masha mentioned that they were kind of in the mean girl clique. Yeah. So maybe just because she's in that clique already and then she's a prankster, that can kind of look like, oh, well... Nicole's mean girl because look at her friends I see Masha being the mean girl she is the mean girl you can tell she has attitude yeah you could definitely tell and she's not like a prankster either you know Mm -hmm. and when well just fast forwarding a little bit when um, they were talking about one of the girls in the sailor outfit and she's like well I thought it was funny because I don't like her so you know I mean (laughs) she's probably like the leader of the mean girl clique was I the only one waiting for Catherine Power to pop in? Yes! yes! Because she's so mean, and I know I got a little... She is the definition. I got a little hate last week because I was really tearing Catherine down. But the entire time, I was thinking, this should be the Catherine yep. Power episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I would like to see what she came from. Maybe she was really nice in high school, mm-hmm. and people were really terrible to her, and then as soon as she got successful, it just flipped. Changed. Could have been. And... She was the Regina George, for sure. She is now in that group, I think. Wait, speaking of Regina George, it was so funny seeing the nicknames change so much this episode. Uh, Mean Girls reference, the Heather. Yeah, that was cool. I I thought it was so funny when we saw the Regina George. I died. Glenn Coco. Yeah, Glenn Coco and, uh, um, oh my god, who was the other one? Uh, Gretchen Wieners. Gretchen Gretchen Wieners, Wieners, yeah. yeah. I even thought it was funny when Lionel was called a Heather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Heather number three. Yeah. It's so funny to include because I can kind of see Lionel being a little bit of a not a mean girl, obviously, but having that little bit of a snarky side every once in a while, at least with Nicole. I feel like he's in that group with her. I feel like they're so <laughs> close mm-hmm. that they probably play off of each other more than we would think yeah. with how they act. Because I assume she's very close to him, mm-hmm. so their personalities are probably pretty similar. He's just older, and so he's learned how to tone it down, right. where she's still 
molding herself into a little bit more reserved, polite, and he's harness that ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And definitely the way that both uh, Masha and Nicole called him L-Train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, he, he hangs out with them. Right. Like, they're, they're cool. Mm-hmm. He's a cool dad. Yeah. He definitely is. He's not a normal dad. He's a cool dad. Yeah. Right. But, sorry for the interruption, guys. You know, candidly, Nicole, we're candidly interrupted sometimes. <laughs> um, but going back to Lionel, uh, Totally L train. I wish I was that cool with my dad. Like I don't have any cool nicknames like that. Yeah, I don't either. Are you close with your? Do you guys banter like that? Because I know when I watch that, I think it's exactly like my family. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. We need to come hang out with you guys. Well, it's like an Italian family, so mm-hmm. everyone's very loud and outspoken, and mm-hmm. that's how my family is too. I'm like that with my mom a lot more than my dad, mm-hmm. but I am like like more with my mom than my dad. Mm-hmm. But yes. I'm like I come from a Mexican family, so very it's like, very family oriented. Yeah, yeah. very, very spoken and loud. Everyone knows yeah. your business. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody. Same here. <laughs> so speaking about business, so they're getting all up in Nicole's business. You know, when they go to sit down and start looking through her yearbooks, mm-hmm. and it was funny because she was getting a little irritated with Masha because I remember um, Ali starts writing stuff down that Masha would say, and Nicole totally. Masha just wants her to be a mean girl, right? Right? She's just like calling everything out. She, when Nicole is reading, well, from her teacher, she's like, "Oh, this is a you know a good one," and then she's like, "Well, this person said bleep bleep bleep, right? You're a mean girl." And this other, uh, what was get away from my car? Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I feel like she was just trying to get at her this whole episode, right? And then bringing up all of the different pranks and stuff that she'd done, because um, that's when she brought up the whole saran wrap. And Nicole thought it would be a good idea to saran wrap her own car. Was I the only one who didn't think that was that mean? No, it wasn't mean. I I didn't get it. Done that before. (laughs) I mean, I've done that before in high school. Probably not as much saran wrap as they use. Not like that, but yeah. It's not like they were like, wow, you saran wrapped my car. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you're so mean. You're, right. You know? It's it was just like kind of like, oh, my God, car. you did that. Okay, haha, over it. I would much rather be in that position than be a high schooler now because those kids do mean oh, things yeah, that they think oh, yeah. are funny with well, Snapchat yeah. out and everything. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be in that position. No, it would have been a whole another level. Yeah, and, different. Mm-mm. But I thought that, well, that was one of my favorite scenes when she starts saran wrapping her own car and she's having the... <laughs> best time of her life doing she it. Really I thought that was great, but I love how she asks um, Allie and Masha, want to help? Or can you help me? And they're like, no. This it's totally like, mean girl yeah. fashion, too. Like, saran wrap your car. Yeah. I thought so, that was I'm so above that. And then she's like, alright, I'll do it. She calls the two guys, and they're all like having a blast doing it. So, right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. She's funny, and she's a prankster. She's not mean. This reminded me of what I do. I love to scare people. <laughs> it, it is one of my main joys in life is to scare someone. And I will do it behind a door and a car. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. I just get such a thrill about it. I think it's because it's a controlled thing, kind of like a prank. She's not doing anything where someone could really get hurt. Right. And the whole time they're talking about this, that's what I was kind of thinking. It's really the perception that you put, because she thinks it's fun. I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But to other people, maybe that girl who had to unsaran wrap her own car, <laughs> she thought it was a really horrible yeah. thing. Maybe she had somewhere she had to go. Right. So I think... It's really just the person who's doing it and then the person who it's being done to. So you kind right. of have to evaluate what sort of response they'll have. Yeah. Because I have a great time when I'm scaring people, <laughs> but I'm sure other people on the other side of that have had less fun than All I right. have. Like, this is just a warning now. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare, Brandon Marlowe, try to scare See, me. See, now I'm going to have to do it. 
Next time we come in here, I'll be hiding under the table. So... Uh, to our lovely audience viewers, if he ever scares me, you guys will be the first ones to know. I'll have a black eye, so you'll <laughs> you will definitely know. Um, but you know what? I don't think she actually learned her lesson or got any sort of lessons on Saran wrapping her car. I, for real. That was the best when she no. tries unwrapping it, and then she just opens the window part and dives right in. Yeah, and drives away with the car like that. She's like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I think people just hate Saran Wrap so yeah. much. That, that, that's really the issue. Not that you did it to my car, but that it's impossible to yeah, get off. It right. doesn't stick to anything when you're trying to actually use it for its right. purpose, but then it will stick to a car like super glue. So she, it was hard. When she was she, trying to pull it apart, I was thinking she needs muscles for that. Yeah, yeah. and she layered that and layered yes. that. It wasn't just like a couple. She, mm. The whole car was a complete disaster so yes. i don't even know how she made that opening for her to dive in i don't know like she was just like trying to rip at it and it happened <laughs> Clawed through it yeah and also the magic of having a production team mm-hmm. <laughs> probably a nice exacto <laughs> knife i'm sure but she really did they showed that she was really pulling at quite a bit yeah. of it mm-hmm. and that's what i thought the entire time that it's hard to pull that stuff apart and mm-hmm. she's a little little a lady tiny one yeah so you would need scissors you'd need someone to come help you get and in she that really car. did need the help since mm-hmm. her friends drew drove away mean girls mean girls hashtag masha the mean girl she's regina george they in weren't this getting in or going shopping yeah. they were <laughs> bye and i loved how ali was wearing pink it just <laughs> made it on wednesdays oh, yeah on wednesday. it probably was a wednesday well i mean the show did air on the wednesday oh, yeah. there you go so. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was probably calculated. Yeah, right. Was. Everything is calculated on the show. I love it. Except for the tweet. Yes. That didn't show up. Right. So after the whole scene with the saran wrap, they decide, after looking through the yearbook and seeing that signature that she couldn't recognize with the car and the saran wrap, um, Nicole decides that she wants to apologize and make amends. And now they have to figure out who the signature is Twitter. Twitter. Right. Well, I mean, if. The whole board thing that they were doing, you know, oh, yeah. I, that was just They're a waste of time. Moment. Yeah, it was a waste of time. And they, and, well, she, she had the little origami paper <laughs> and she's like, I don't even know why I'm doing this right now. But I thought that was really funny that Me they too. just like planned out this whole thing. That's something I would probably do back in the day. <laughs> if I was trying to figure something out, I'd bring out a board and start putting pictures and little, you know, wires trying to figure something out. So I thought that was cute. I like how they associate it to everything not pertaining. Yeah. To, <laughs> and that's, did anyone else think, because the entire time watching, I thought she knows who she, you yeah. don't forget whose car you saran wrapped, I wouldn't assume. I, unless she did a lot of them. Because to <laughs> me, a prankster, that is like a trophy. Right. So you, you know, you have a little satisfaction stored away for a rainy day mm-hmm. when you're feeling down, you can think, <laughs> That time I saran wrapped her car, right. and you're going to remember who it is, right? Because you're you're going to remember her reaction, right? So when they were trying to go through figuring out who it was, I thought that that was just the craziest thing. That if you're doing that many, you don't remember. <laughs> well, also maybe you been, do have a problem. It's also been like maybe up to 17 years because she's 34. That was in high school. Who knows? And she's had a ton of antics. I'm sure she'd appreciate <laughs> if we said it was about five years ago, right? No, she's actually said she's happy saying her age because she looks so much younger. Probably. She looks yeah. so good. Yeah. I would, too. At, at her age, I hope I look as good as she does. Right. Then I'll say I'm 10 years older. Yeah. You know what's so funny? That's exactly what she said. That's exactly what really? she said. Yeah, See, I'm channeling it. Nicole. You're cha- Nicole is rubbing off on you mm-hmm. completely. She said that when she gets older, she's going to say she's even older so that people can compliment her and be like, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. I'm 72. Thank you very much. <laughs> But um, when they were 
or when they're trying to figure that out and she starts tweeting mm-hmm. those reactions from those the people that were tweeting her back i loved it i thought that was you're that stupid. was the best part yeah. And then when she finally tweeted back, what was her name? I don't even remember. Marna. Marna. Mm-hmm. She was like, it was me, you idiot. Or, right? I was actually kind of confused at first when she got that tweet because in my head, I'm like, so if this is someone that you pranked and if, let's say, this isn't your and friend. she's following yeah, you. Yeah. How, how is she following you? I mean. But they're friends. But apparently. I don't think it was clear at first that it was make her it, friend. Yeah. Because, not till later. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because when she went to her house, it was very like, hey, you know, love you. Bye. Can I come in? No. Yeah. Next time, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so you are friends with her still. Right. Even just the fact that she knew how to get to her house when she obviously didn't contact Marna to be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm coming over. Yeah. But I thought that was funny. But we looked for the tweet was what yeah, the whole point was, of that, yeah. that tangent was. We looked for the tweet and it wasn't there. And we were saying last episode how much we love that they leave little nuggets there for us to find. Right. And this one, I looked on her Twitter and I couldn't find the image she sent out. Hmm. So, hmm. gonna tweet her about that. Say, right. leave that stuff on there for us to Don't talk about on AfterBuzz. Yeah, right. We need the background. Mm-hmm. So she tweets, and they figure out that it's their friend or not friend or connection of some sort. Acquaintance. Marna, acquaintance, and they go to her house. I thought her house was kind of cute too. It was very cute. Yeah, and Nicole's definitely like knocking and banging and making all this noise to get some attention. And Marna comes out at the top. I thought it was so funny that she didn't even come to the door. I know. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered. So what are you doing here? What are you doing? You're crazy. Right. I think I feel like everyone in Nicole's life is just so unbothered by yeah. her. It's kind of like a fly that keeps buzzing around in the car. Like you want it to leave, but you're not going to be bothered by it. Yeah, you just every just time it, leave it there. Right, it annoys you momentarily from time to time, and then you let it do its thing, and it's mm-hmm. fine. But no one, no one seems really affected by her presence in a positive or negative way. Yeah. Yeah. She's just there. She's just Nicole, just there, smiling the whole time. <laughs> and maybe we have a weird perception of it because we love her. I would please come and do that to me. Well, and who knows how her dad feels or, you uh, know, yeah. maybe that's how we think. But maybe people who are around her are all more like, oh, Nicole, can you just be quiet sometimes, you know? As an insider, you really don't have this experience with her. You're wishing she yeah. would just. Right. I think it's because we want her to be our friend. So we're right. like, oh, I, would, I would, would love her. would love her to sit on this panel and just be a fly on our after Buzzwall. Yeah. Next season, we have to be ambitious. We're just we gonna, are going to be, yeah. And she'll be here every week, so she won't just be one guest. She'll be able to comment on the show. All right, she's going to be a panelist. Yes. Yep. Oh, yep, there you go. See, Let's Nicole, go. we're coming for you. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So, they, she speaks to Marna and come, starts to come to grips that, you know, maybe she was really a mean girl. But she kind wasn't, of, you know. Yeah. She wasn't a mean girl. I think it was just Masha really just pushing it. Yeah. But she accepts that she did things that obviously bothered people. That weren't nice. Yeah. But not explicitly mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a gray area. Mm -hmm. What I was gonna say, because you talked about the house, Mm -hmm. Masha's house. This is totally off subject, but Masha's house was really beautiful. Right. It showed that exterior shot and then inside. And so now I'm always curious what they all do for work. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to find out so we can gossip about that. Because I'd yeah. like to know what Kelly does, what mm-hmm. Masha does. Right. So we kind of get context for how they interact with Nicole. Because mm-hmm. Catherine Power must be a CEO of something. Yeah, or owns something. She's very... And she has a lot of events that she does. Right. Authoritarian. Where the other girls seem to just be well, wanting mm-hmm. to have a good time more. Yeah. So. Well, I know I know that um, Catherine is the CEO of Who, What, Where. Okay. And then Jamie. Remember Jamie? 
Yeah, yeah. Her I think she's a stylist. She okay. styles like the girls on Pretty Little Liars and things like Ooh. that. Because I went on her Instagram not that long ago, and she like said she styled like all these people. Great. See, so. this is why people come to watch our after show. We're just giving you guys so much outside information because mm-hmm. we're a real deal fans here. I'm sure some of the fans that listened know a lot. Yeah, it'd be oh, yeah. Kind of interesting. Do. So they should tweet us and yeah, message make sure, us guys, and give us tweet us. Leave comments and so we know what you guys think. Right? I respond to the YouTube, so yeah. comment on YouTube mm-hmm. and we'll respond and like when we can because I think that's a good way for us to dialogue about what they what? may know, what mm-hmm. we don't know, right. what we know, what they don't know because there's so much. We couldn't possibly cover it all for all the people who appear on the shows, but exactly. we try. We really do. Right. And that's a perfect tie in to iTunes. You all should definitely go into iTunes, make sure you're downloading, make sure you're rating us. So that we know what we need to improve on. Five stars if you love this. Four stars, you know, hopefully five stars. But four stars if you think, you know, a couple things we need to work on or add in. Maybe there's a section or a segment you have an idea for. Tweet us. Let us know. We'll add it in. We just want to make sure that this show is exactly what you guys are looking for after you watch Candidly Nicole. And so, you know, getting towards the end of the episode she's starting to decide to go from writing a memoir to writing a self-help guide for Mean Girls. I started to feel bad for her a little bit when it got to that part. And they're in the little boat. Oh, yeah. Sitting there. And she's saying, you know, I kind of want to change my mind. (laughs) And then um, I thought it was funny, too, how she just, like, did a 360. Yeah. But she probably realized, she's like, well, what am I going to talk about? Because I've just been, you know, Mm -hmm. she was probably like, eh, this is going to take too long. Let's just change it up. But... Um, yeah, I thought it was funny. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. telling of what we were saying earlier in her personality, that she's really evolved as a person, mm-hmm. as a personality on TV. She could probably write a really successful self-help book for young teens maybe struggling with substance abuse or trying to break into the industry and right. what to look out for. And especially with her charm and her humor, I'm sure it would be hilarious and helpful at the same time. So she could do kind of a hybrid of a memoir where she speaks to her personal experiences and how that affected her later, yeah. could better you. Advice and tips from right. Nicole. Yeah. That'd be cute. I would buy that. Right. I feel like every episode we come up with new ideas for Nicole Richie. I hope you're watching this, Nicole, because we're just a little, uh, what is it? A brain squeeze? That's not what it's called. Brainstorming. Brainstorming. We're like a think tank for Nicole mm-hmm. Richie ideas. Yeah. So cute. Um, so, you know, that's pretty much the end of the episode because mm-hmm. then... Allie decides to leave her for Willow Smith. Right. So, so funny. She whipped her hair right out yeah. of there. <laughs> like, Done. I am not doing this no more. Right. But and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The ending was just kind of like eh. That's exactly. it. Exactly. You know? I think they could have done something about that. But when yeah, when we were when it ended, we were just sitting there, we're like, Oh wait, it's over. Yeah. You know? Like you said before, every other one has like an actual ending. A conclusion. Something happened mm-hmm. and this one was just kind of okay. It's like done. done. It trails off. Yeah. Which to me I guess that's kind of the experience with the book, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But nothing came to fruition of her even... Mm-hmm. I guess maybe the end point was that she realized she was a mean girl. And so yeah. the main point wasn't the book yeah. but to realize that she was... I don't even think that was a strong point because we kept no. saying throughout our recap that she isn't that much of a mean girl. For, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're there, the, the, on the other end of that, you would say she is a mean girl. But <laughs> for us, I think she's a great girl. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. Because it makes us laugh. But So you brought up this term while we were watching it, a mid-season funk. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get that feel, I guess, throughout the whole episode or maybe just at certain parts? Because I started to feel that at the very end. I was just like, 
what is going on here. Yeah, well, like we said in the beginning, this one just wasn't as strong as the other ones because it didn't have, like, a full-on, you know, beginning mm-hmm. end. And it wasn't as funny. But, yeah, I think that's what I was thinking, too. Towards the end, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, this could have gone a lot different for yeah. me. Well, I said mid-season funk because there are only eight episodes in the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. We're at episode four. And maybe they're just trying to see what the best outline is for the show's production. Right. That they're changing it up a little bit, seeing what people respond to, like more. Because the first season was really trial by error. It was definitely the network show. And now this one, they have a little bit more control, I would assume. So they're trying different things out. And maybe this one wasn't quite what we liked. Maybe other people loved it. But I do think the defining thing between this episode and the last one was her direct address in the beginning. Yeah. I feel like that really connects you right away. Mm-hmm. Entering in almost mid-conversation with her and Lionel, it was you weren't as a engaged. little distracting because yeah. you didn't know what was going on. And I was distracted by his kitchen, which I told you. <laughs> Those yes. oak cabinets were just throwing me off. And <laughs> I think if they're going to keep doing the episodes and doing trial things, we'll see by the next couple what they stick with. And I think that's how the season will end. Right. Well, speaking of Lionel and his family, I know we have some news and gossip to share about Nicole Richie's family. That is stuff. After Buzz yeah. TV News. Okay, Ms. Jordana, if you can first tell us about, you know, stuff going on with Nicole's sister. Yeah, so, while I was reading that Nicole is petrified and worried for her little sister because apparently she's been hanging out with Justin Bieber, Kendall Jenner, so, I mean, not just because, specifically because of them, but she's at the age where, you know, she's been around um, parties where there's alcohol and drugs and she doesn't want her to go, you know, in the same direction that she did when she was a teenager so right now that's like her main concern she doesn't want her sister to take the route that she did and make the mistakes that she did so she's just a worried mommy for her sister right now Mm. and i mean i would be too if you know if i was nicole and did all those things i was like oh my god i don't want my sister to go through the same things that i did so you know well i also saw that she was and this is all speculation but that she was going through sophia's phone yeah yeah to get a little insight as to what's going on she got mad she got real mad at her sister well Well, sophia got mad at nicole i know a two younger sisters and we're only a year apart so they're not much younger Mm -hmm. but i think we all fear for that as soon as you go through something or are exposed to it you just project your experience onto that person. Right. So I don't think it's unfair for her to be like that, but I do think Sophia has to make some of those choices for herself, and you right. can only but do she's so much also, protection. She's, Sophia's 16, only 15 or, 15, or 15, 15 or 16, yeah. and a lot of Nicole's, you know, big antics happened when she was a little older, a little yeah. older, and she was in the spotlight, but Sophia's getting in the spotlight really early mm-hmm. in comparison, so I can understand Nicole's, ah, freak out about it. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit more exaggerated now because, like we were talking about earlier, it's more accessible. So mm-hmm. she's getting the limelight because of her father, because of her sister, and now her celebrity friends. And so you go mm-hmm. to a lot of these industry things that are for older people. And so you're exposed yeah. to the way older people behave and what they do recreationally, which right. is drink or do drugs. And not saying that's right or wrong, but at a young age when you're going to those things, I can understand why Nicole is a little apprehensive for her to go and be free and you can't not worry yeah Yeah. definitely but i know you have another piece of gossip also well yes well we spoke last week about 
the impending uh, divorce, possibly, between Joel and Nicole. And I don't normally like to comment on these things because I feel like it's so personal, but it's part of the show. And you hear her talk about him a lot, and I hope it's going to be a positive outcome. I think it will be, just based on the way she speaks of him. But there were recent reports that he's doing The Voice Australia, I believe, as a coach, and Jesse J is also a coach on the show. And there are reports saying that they're getting very comfortable with each other, very Mm -hmm. cozy, and that Nicole doesn't love the way they're interacting. And true or false, it's out there. So I think it's one of those things that we can perceive whatever we want to perceive. And I choose to believe that they're going to be okay just based on the show and what she gives us. It's kind of hard to tell just based on some tabloid Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There could have been pictures of them, like, you know, who knows, a little bit, you know, that it looked like they were... Kind of getting warm, but mm-hmm. it's all speculation. You know, you never know. Wrong picture can totally change something. You could right. say that about every yeah. judge on The Voice here. Yeah, because exactly. Because Christina and Blake and Adam, they're, they're all, all very friends. chummy, yeah. almost yeah. like they're in a relationship. So mm-hmm. I think when you're doing a show for a long time and you're with someone who you're comfortable around, mm-hmm. it can look like something that it's not. And even if it's one of those things where the person in the relationship has to say, hey, like rein it in a little bit yeah. or... It could be absolutely nothing. So I think time will tell. Hopefully we'll get to see a little bit of him this season. Hopefully. And they'll well, be happy and on the up and up. Well, I saw a little bit of him um, in an article that E! News put out uh, just a couple days ago where it showed that Benji and Cameron went on a double date with Joel and Nicole. And she was looking super cute. She had on a little jacket and her little shoes. and mm-hmm. they, But they looked happy. Everyone looked happy. They were talking. They looked like they were laughing. So hopefully that's a sign that the divorce rumors aren't true. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but you never know. This has been a total summer of separation. So many huge celebrity couples yeah. breaking up. So you never know Out what's of going nowhere, on. Too, you wouldn't expect. So yeah. But hopefully, we wish her the best. Yes. So I we think everything her. will be a okay for her. But what might not be A-OK is her relationship with her waxing lady getting oh. into predictions for next week's episode. See, this is another episode that I'm a little nervous about. Because it's like, well, you know, we see that she, I think she wants a new waxing lady. But what kind of story can you really come up? We'll see, I guess, next week. But what can you really? The whole episode about leaving your waxing lady, I'm a little <laughs> nervous to see. I kind of checked out of it. I yeah. feel like we all kind of checked out of this episode a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't, there was nothing moving us on to the next storyline or mm. kind of keeping us involved in this storyline. And as soon as the promo for the next episode came up, we all kind of looked at each other. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, maybe it'll be really good. I hope And so. they edited it in a way that they're not giving us the best parts in the promo. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we can expect from Nicole Richie. If someone can make something out of nothing, it's her. Yeah, so right. maybe maybe this next one will be really great. Hopefully. Because, you know, the relationship between someone who's, you know, waxing your private parts, hopefully that's a close and dear relationship. And it looks from the clip that it, they might have a very saucy banter, you know, back and forth going on. So mm-hmm. hopefully that makes for a good episode. But I'm kind of with you guys. I have no idea. But hopefully the spunk that we think might be going on will be done after this episode and we don't even have to worry about it for next episode. Mm-hmm. 
But that's pretty much all we have for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, joining us as we we recap Candidly Nicole. You can always engage with us on social media, me, Vivian Adobe at VivaciouslyViv on Instagram and Twitter, also at VivaciouslyVivian.com. And Brandon Marlowe on Instagram and Twitter at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. Jordana Morphin at Jordana underscore Morphin on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks, guys. We'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. After Buzz TV.